Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Vayikra Sheni, the second Aliyah in Parshas Vayikra. Our Aliyah is 10 Pesukim long, running from Perak Aleph, Pasuk Yud, Dada to Perak Beis, Pasuk Vav. The topic of our Aliyah is the burnt bird offering and the meal offering. Uh, the first part of our Aliyah is really a follow-on of the first Aliyah. It is the third permutation of the Korban Ola, the burnt offering. And it is now if the Korban is made of an off, of a bird. So we have a slightly different procedure over here. Because instead of shechita, instead of slaughtering it with a knife, it, it is what there's a process called melika, which the head is decapitated with a actually the thumbnail of the kohen of the priest, and then the, then then the nimtza damo, its blood is squeezed out onto the altar as opposed to collected in the same way that the the cattle or the sheep would be collected as well, and the procedure of what part it is what part is burnt is also described slightly different. However, then we move into the uh, the Perak Beis, in which is Naralia, where we start hearing about what's called Minachos. A Mincha is a meal offering, and it works a little bit differently. It is, generally speaking, we have a few components to it, and the one is oil, the other one is flour, and then we have a little bit of Levona, of frankincense. That's a classic Mincha. There are many different types of Minachos. And what we hear about is the process of how it is put together, how this meal offering is put together, and um, and and um, there are different kinds. There's ones which, which are raw. The flour is raw, and a, a little piece of comets is taken out. Um, there are those which are baked. Mafei tanur is in our aliyah as well. And uh, then we have also machavas, which is a mincha, which is in a um, um, which is in a pot. Um, we're going to compare that to the marcheshes in the next aliyah. So various different types of menachos, each of which are brought at different occasions for different requirements. Some menachos accompany a korban, the other ones which are brought independently based on individual circumstances of which we'll um, try to get a sense of survey of in the coming aliyahs. A few basic points to ponder over here is that when looking at the olas ha'of, the bird offering of the bird, you'll notice that it is in our aliyah describing this korban totally decapitated, meaning to say its head is completely removed. However, if you fast forward to the end of the parasha, you'll notice there's what's called of the korban chatas, the sin offering brought on a mistake made on a very serious mitzvah, a serious commandment. In that case, we have a chatas, a sin offering brought of the bird. In that situation, its head is only somewhat decapitated. The way the Torah says is, You do not fully decapitate that bird. Why is it? that when you have two birds brought for different um, sacrifices, the one is brought with a fully, deca fully decapitated, the one not fully decapitated. So again, here we have an example of something which seems like a detail. We don't understand it fully, but if we were to pay a little more attention, we understand greater depths. So Shmuel Borenstein, the Shemi Shmuel, um, points out, and he quotes Chazal, that the, in fact the, there are different ideas which are being atoned for in the Oras Ha'av and in the Chatas Ha'av. So let's uh, understand what that, uh, this means. The olasa of Chazal Telas uh, is the burnt offering of the bird. It turns for hir hure halev, the thoughts of the heart. That generally means to speak. So I say so those thoughts of indulgence as a person wants to do to, to be engaged in things. Now, technically speaking, let's just clarify this for right now. Is the thinking we do is in our head. Okay, we understand the brain is where we do that, and there are many different parts of the brain. There's the neocortex, that's, you know, sort of planning language skill logic. There's the limbic system, which is emotion, the reptilian brain, sort of like basic survival. But all those, all those other have this, their seats in the brain. But nonetheless, we feel emotions in the heart, and a lot of times, her highs and lows are felt as pangs in the chest, and is often associated 
with the heart. And so um, symbolically speaking, in a certain sense, when a person uh, makes a mistake because of thoughts in the heart, what essentially is happening is a person is not in control of their emotions. A person is allowing their indulgences, what it is that they want, perhaps on a more animalistic level, to get the better of them. That being the case, um, the repair for this, the symbolic repair, is to take an ola, a bird, and to completely decapitate it, to symbolically separate the thinking process from the feeling process. Because sometimes the feeling process will overcome the logic. I know I shouldn't have, I know I shouldn't have taken that extra pico, piece of cake. I should not have been involved in, in that, that situation, that circumstance, that person, whatever else it is. But it, it, it comes from a, too much of an overflow of emotion, which is overtaking one's intellect. Um, as an example, Nelson Mandela would used to say, resentment is like drinking poison and then hoping it will kill your enemies. Sometimes we just engage in negative thought patterns or feeling patterns which take over us. And the Olasa of is to, st- to stem that tide by cutting, so to speak, the tie between the emotion and the intellect. But then there's the other type of person. The Chazal say, say that the Khatas, the, the sin offering, um, is, is to return for a Shoigeg. A Shoigeg is a mistake. That means to say, God forbid, a person wakes up on Shabbos, forgets the Shabbos, and switches on the lights. person doesn't know that it's Asr to do Avera X, Y, Z, very serious Avera, and they do it. Weren't thinking. Just didn't, 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 uh, didn't pay enough attention. So in that case, in a certain sense, what's happening is, is a person isn't connected enough, meaning the ideas are not connected, are not rooted in their day-to-day life enough for them to matter enough. So for instance, if a person has a very important job or interview, it's not that you, you never forget that you had a job interview. It's not that you, f- you forget not to touch the third rail on the train track. You just don't do that because the stakes are too high. And so therefore, if we make a mistake on Shabbos, clearly the stakes aren't high enough. Shabbos doesn't really matter that much. Davening that I missed really didn't matter so, so much because after all, that's when we bring the Korban Shaigeg. It's to actually not ca- disconnect the emotions and the intellect. It's to anchor the intellect in the emotions so the right system of logic, the right system of values permeates and, and saturates the rest of our regular day-to-day life. Um, and that is the notion of the Olasov. In fact, there was a, there's a, the Dr. Martin Seligman in his book, Authentic Happiness, describes how after a few years, after three years of study, a novice monk enters the dwelling of his teacher. He enters into the room, he's about to receive his, his test, and he's bursting with ideas and the knotty issues, issues of Buddhist metaphysics, and he's well prepared for all kinds of deep questions. And the teacher turns to him and says, I have but one question. I'm ready, he replies. In the doorway, were the flowers to the left or the right of the umbrella? After a silence, the novice retires, abashed for three more years of study. Meaning to say, does, does the ideas we have, do they impact the way that we feel, experience, think about reality? Are they per- penetrating? Or is it just simply re- in the realm of the clouds, in the realm of ideas? That's the question that the Chata has, which is why it is not completely decapitated. We next, uh, just one or two other basic questions over here is that you'll notice that there's the phrase in this aliyah called Reach Nichoach, which is a pleasant aroma to Hashem. The Gemara is, uh, says in Menachos and Dav Kuf Yudam Aleph that you'll notice it applies to Olasa Bahima, Olasa and Mincha. It applies to the burnt offering of the animal, the burnt offering of the bird, and for a, a, a meal offering. And this is to teach us Echad Amarbe Echad Amamit Ilbilvad Shechaven Sliboy. That whether we, ha- we are able to bring a lot, whether we are able to only bring a little, as long as we do what's, what, what's right, that's what Hashem wants. 
The Shimon Atov, Rabbi Bernard Weinberg points out a very beautiful point, and that is, is that it doesn't mean to say that, what, if I, if I, give, my, I give more, I'm getting less? The answer is no. It, it, it means to say that if a person who really is very rich and is able to do much more, but decides not to do it in order not to make it, in order not to show off, that's to avoid the arrogance, and you have a poor person who really can't give so much, but really stretches themselves, then they arrive at the same end, but they both get a crude value because of the thought process behind the amount that they arrived at. And that's what's being said over here. He describes the story about Rav Mero Premishlan, who was a very a great Hasidic master, but was very, very, very poor. He barely had, uh, you know, what to, to ride on. He, when he would go in the, when he would travel around, he would go on, you know, a broken horse, you know, pulling a, you know, a dilapidated wagon. And at the same time, there was an individual by the name of Yisrael of Ruzhin, Ruzhina, who was, who was very, very rich, a very respected um, individual, a leader of a great Hasidic dynasty. And he would travel in these beautiful, large, you know, carriages. And then one day they were passing each other on the road, and Rabbi Premishlan turned to the Rabbi Yisrael Ruzhina, and he said to him, he says, why do you need to have such, a, you know, a model of, of, of a carriage? And so the original said to him, I call who could So he says, God forbid, I don't, I don't want to ever have an accident. So I, I got a very good wagon in order to be able to, a good carriage to be able to keep me, to, to be able to allow me to get to my destination safely. And that was really truly his intent. It wasn't to show off. It wasn't because he needed the mag wheels. He, he really wanted to, uh, to, to that, that was his intent. And Rivera probably says, well, that's why I ride the broken down one, because I, I, I want to, to risk less, unless I fall into a pit as well. So the, that is the Echad Amabeva Echad Amamit, coming from two different angles, two different wherewithals, but ultimately all having thought through the process of why they live, not just doing it because the consumer market tells us we should do it as well. Finally, one last point in our Aliyah, which is important to note, is that we learned from our Aliyah an important halacha. There's many, many, many halachas learned out here in the Gemara in Zvachim and Menachas. There's two tractates just on this on, on the topic of Arab Parsha. Um, but the, when it says the Shachat is Benabakar, it describes Shechting the animal. Um, so it is interesting to note that the Gemara in Zvachim and in Yuma, Zvachim and Amin Beis and Yuma, Chavzan Aleph tells us that there are four parts of the sacrificial service for an animal, and that is there is Shechita, Kabbalah, Halacha, and Zerika, which is the, the slaughtering, the receiving of the blood, the transferring of the blood to the Mizbech, and the squish, uh, and the, the Spashing it on the corners of the Mizbech. So that being the case, um, the first one, only the Shechita is something which is Kosher Bazaar, which means to say that a non kohen can do it, but the other three following Avodas, the other three parts of the components of the service need to be done with the kohen. Also, which is an important point that's learned from earlier. With this, we conclude. We need to have a wonderful and meaningful day.